right, everybody, we are back. Gosh, it has been a while. There is a ton to talk about, though. We're really excited to be back in uh, in the Matt's basement today uh, oh, yeah. recording. We're going to talk a little bit about NFL Combine, um, very surface level. Mostly, we're going to talk about some of the big NFL moves, how that's going to impact the league. We're going to talk about John's power rankings, some bold waiver plays uh by someone in our league uh so we're really excited about it i'm super excited to be here i feel like i am i've been a boiling pot of water waiting to explode with hot takes do pots so, of water explode i mean i guess if, we well, if it's like, got a lid on it yeah if we threw like a bunch of salt in it like yeah yeah, yeah 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 It'll, anything right. will explode with the right stuff so yeah, let's yeah. get into it i'm gonna explode all right let's do it <laughs> All right, like Cheek said, we have a ton of co- <laughs> ton to cover. We are virtual pots of water, <laughs> about to just pot of water everywhere. Um, I'm gonna find a YouTube video and I'm gonna post it to the chat. If you find a video of just a pot of water on a on just just a stove, no extra apparati. Is that the plural of apparatus? I I want the hippopotamus root because <laughs> you know it's hippopotami. It's not. No, it's it's, it's hippopotamus. Yeah, I know. Come on. <laughs> it's clearly that. Um, so we have a ton to get through this week. It feels great to be back. Cheek mentioned all the football things. I'm going to mention the Matt Wyborski thing, and that is that we have a beer review. Yes. To get to. So I'm drinking Hop Slam again because it's it's currently going bad. I'm going to be honest. Last last month we said like the Hop Slam was great. Same case. It's going bad. <laughs> Drink your Hop Slam if you got it. Yeah, I I'm I didn't drink a Hopslam because Matt said it tasted bad. Uh, so I'm drinking some Haze Jude uh, from Platform Brewery. Um, it is great. It is one of my favorite beers. It's an it's a small batch IPA, and they have it up at Country Fresh. Again, we're not sponsored, but we might as well be uh, here. And yeah, it 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 legitimately is probably like my consistent favorite. Every time it's Damn. out, I can't not buy it. So platform does make some of the like most phenomenal beers They're around so here. Good. Like I think that, and maybe it's just because we're Cincinnati people, so we're used to the Rheingeist mm-hmm. like flavor. Because Rheingeist goes like pretty bitter, pretty heavy hop. Rheingeist goes a little bit more like floral, like a little bit more. You mean Mad Tree? Or sorry, I'm sorry. Platform goes gotcha. a little bit more like floral. Gotcha. Yeah. Where like I feel like Mad Tree kind of sits like right in the middle. They they probably go more hoppy, more floral, less bitter. Yeah. If I were to put platform in there, they would go uh, same amount of hop as like Mad Tree, but more floral, more fruits. Yeah. So they they I mean all three make phenomenal beers, but re- I, I've really been enjoying platform stuff yeah. recently. They're good. They're good. Um, so let's get into the stuff that we actually claim to know, uh, and <laughs> that is fantasy football. Uh, so let's start with the trades in our league. Uh, first and foremost, I just want to say how much I love being in a dynasty league because. I used to never, like I, I would say that in terms of people who know things about the NFL, I'm like a top, you know, ten percentile kind of guy, ninetieth yeah. percentile. Sorry, sorry, top ten would be horrible. Yeah, I was, top, I was gonna say top tenth percentile. <laughs> I, I inverted the thing. Yeah, you inverted the percentile, and that they're good. I know a lot You're about football compared to the normal American, and it's because of how much I love fantasy. Yeah, I know nothing compared to dynasty football players. Dude, like I know. It's like crazy how much we have to keep up with this crap. There's so like 
I didn't realize, like last year, before we started this Dynasty League, my research beforehand was seven days leading up to my, whatever oh, yeah. draft I was in. Whenever the first draft started. Listen, on my podcast, yeah, you I Google em. who should I draft, yep. literally, and then I would just do that. Yeah. Um, now, my world is fantasy football. Right. Like, it doesn't stop. I mean, I, like I've found about, like, I used to care about what the Bengals did in the draft and mm-hmm. like maybe what kind of free agents they picked up. And even then, it was just too depressing to care. Yeah. Uh, now, it's like every single free agent matters and every single thing matters, so it's really cool. It's also really cool that our fantasy teams can be changing during oh this time. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Instead of just like being so locked in, like, oh, you picked your keeper, you picked this guy. Mm-hmm. And we could be like moving on like all the speculation. And so it kind of gives you the freedom to like wildly speculate and make some moves and yeah. maybe be right, maybe we're wrong. Yeah. Um, so let's get – so love it. Super excited that yeah. we're all doing this. Thank you all for your involvement. Uh, and like keeping it active, let's jump into the one trade that we've had in the last month. That's between you and John Neffley. Yes. So I love this trade uh, because one, it's got big names. It's not meaningless people moving around. Uh, two, I think you took John to the cleaners. So just <laughs> uh, cheek gave up Robbie Anderson and his rookie one eight this year and his rookie three two this year, uh, and cheek gets AJ Green from John. Why don't mm. you? Break me down why you wanted to do this trade. So he, here's the reason I wanted to do this trade. I initially had A.J. Green, I think it was week 11 of last season. I traded A.J. Green to John for D.D. Westbrook, Antonio Callaway, his 1.8, now it's his 1.8, and his 2.8. I traded back John's 1.8. I got rid of Robbie Anderson, who I don't like having because I have Quincy Anunua, and now I also have Bell, who's also playing for the Jets. I would have been hating myself if I had three Jets on my team. Yeah. Um, and I, I was pretty con- I was pretty convinced that was going to happen, and I got rid of the 3.2. I still have his 2.8. I still got the 1.2 and the 2.2 in the rookie draft. So I, I didn't lose a ton in the rookie. It's like, oh, well, I really... I mean, that 1.8 could have been great. I probably could have gotten a lot more for it, but... I love AJ Green. I like I think AJ Green's a top twelve potential and nobody that I draft in the rookie draft is gonna be top twelve. So wait, hold on, walk me back on this. What when you traded away AJ Green last year, you gave up DD No, I got DD, Antonio oh, right. Callaway, John's first two round rookies. So you still have Antonio Callaway. Yeah, I still have Antonio Callaway. We'll have jump DD. into the Browns yeah. that could be questionably valuable. So yeah, at this point. Yeah. The only thing that you're saying you've lost is the two eight. The only thing I really lost is the one dot eight. Oh, that's right, the yeah. one eight, the one eight. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so like, in when you take the whole picture into account, kind of like you're saying, it's, you know, maybe it feels like losing, but I think you know you can only really like because just because you're down that one pick, mm-hmm. but you, you know, you we can't like all read the future. Oh yeah. You know, like would I love to have my first round pick back for this year for Marshawn? <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. That'd be great. But, I mean, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. And so, like, if I made another trade that I felt was valuable to my team at this time to get that pick back, then I would feel that's valuable. Mm. I think that that narrative kind of fits for you, too. It's yeah. like you've made a trade right now that gets you a player back, a piece back, especially because you've – and we'll get into this in the power rankings a bit. You look like you got a roster that's coming on strong this year. So to add power right now, give up a little bit of potential power in the future, which yeah. can be questionable with Rob – Robbie Anderson, I think is I think is a great move for you. I think I'm not going to say it hurts John's team. I think yeah. for you though, I think it makes a lot more sense. Granted, I know John's lot roster a lot less. So. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I think 
Robbie Anderson, uh, Britton said, like, oh, Robbie Anderson is going to finish as a top 12 wide receiver. No freaking way. <laughs> like, I would love to see that happen. I will. He's not even on my team. No. There's not a chance that that crap happens. But, like, I mean, clearly somebody believes in him. Right. At least one person does. Um, so I'm not going to say, like, the guy's bad. Like, no, he's definitely not And AJ bad. Green could be bad, but I'm playing the win now. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to try to build my team for two years from now or three years from now. I want to win this year. Yeah. That's the way I do it. I don't hang on to Robbie Anderson and debate playing him every week like I did all last season. Oh my gosh, I know Where those John boom bust guys are like those boom bust guys can be so frustrating. Yeah, it's too too much variable. Yeah, so love that trade. Super excited. Uh, let's keep the trades rolling. Uh, public service announcement: Don't send me texts every three days <laughs> about what players I may want to or may want to trade. Everyone's on the block, but you gotta make an offer. <laughs> That's true. Don't don't ask me who I want to give you. Yeah, exactly. Tell me who you want and what you'll get. Right, exactly. That's a, like that's how it works. Come on, like uh, like hey, what do you want to give up for this player? Like I don't, I just don't. Like they're fine. Do you think the Jets called the Steelers and were like, hey, uh, what do you want to give up for Lev Bell? Exactly. No, they came with an offer. Right. So come on. Well, except it would be Raiders. Well, yeah, the Raiders because Raiders, yeah, I guess yeah, because Lev Bell. Had Lev Bell. He was walked himself not out about of to have that. Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing about the whole Lev Bell situation to go like pure NFL. Uh, the funny thing about the whole Lev Bell situation is he's not getting that much more than like he would have at the he's Steelers. Not, like he definitely would have gotten more. Contract. He's getting a longer contract, yeah. but like I don't know. I guess we don't know how much is guaranteed. But, like his big yeah, thing was like, oh, like what if I get injured? How am I going to get paid? Which like to me is like. Dude, if you make $10 million and then break your leg, literally your leg rips off, like, you'll be fine. You can pay for a new like, one. Holy crap. Like, what do you think you need that extra $40 million for? <laughs> like, good God. Get That's over it. That's a fair yourself. point. That's a fair point. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, I mean, so in light of that, you should trade him to me for nothing. Uh, <laughs> let's jump into the waivers real quick. There was only one waiver pickup worth talking about, and that oh was my gosh. by our good friend Chris Montre. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Uh, Chris took Jason Witten out of the booth, put him back <laughs> on the field. Thank you, Chris, for a whopping $50, half of his offseason oh fab. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I mean, is Chris a genius or just a complete complete fool furthering his trash team into the abyss? Chris, I mean, what do you think? Chris is a wild man. <laughs> like, okay, so Chris already has Gronk. That's right. Let me remind you of that. Gronk could be retiring, so if Gronk retires, this is one of those words. Well, but hold on, man. The way that you protect against Gronk retiring is not by adding it's a guy who just got done retiring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just came back out of retirement. That's right. not the move. But at least, like, Chris is like, ah, Gronk could retire. I could be burnt by him. I've been telling Chris to trade him. Uh, not to me, because I don't want him. Uh, but so Chris picks up Jason Witten. Yep. On top of that, Chris also just recently picked up Tyler Croft. Hey, man, you gotta gotta have the depth. Yeah, I gotta have the depth. Oh, wait. He also has Gerald Everett and Mike Kosicki. He has five tight ends. Hey, you know, you gotta have the depth when you only got <laughs> one to play. I mean, when you got two guys that are either recently retired or considering retirement... You might as well. Same. And you got Dez on your team. So, I mean, it's not like you're, you know, saving bench spots for nothing. I forgot that he is Dez. <laughs> hey, man, that torn Achilles, he's coming back, baby. He's bouncing back. Well, he, then he signed a two-year two deal with the He Saints. did. Yeah. Dez actually did so sign a deal. Comes back so, he, year, he, he should come back. He's at least got a contract. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, the 50, <laughs> the 50 bucks for me for Jason Witten. So, so, I was like, 
Jason Witten is actually one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Like I receiving, get it. like I like for all season big. fab. He's like a top. What what did I say? What did I say? The number was the other day. He's like number twenty one all time receiving yards mm-hmm. any position. And uh, so I mean, if I'm gonna spend my off season fab on anything, which shocker if I do, yeah. uh, then like I guess Jason Witten would be the kind of guy. Yeah. But it I I'm not dying for a guy that spent his last like year and a half just blade handing around looking like a freaking moron on Monday Night Football um, compared to like a guy that's been working out and trying yeah, and actually attempting to be like you know a top tier tight end where Jason Witten was like he was literally just like well I'm terrible at my new job I know someone will pay me at my old job better show back up to my old job like that's exactly what happened it's like I don't want him on my roster but I don't hate spending 50 bucks on a guy who has proven that He's been good before. Yeah. Because, like, the reality is that Jason Witten, like, if you told me that this year Jason Witten finishes as, like, tight end seven, I'd be like, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And it, I agree. Like, because it's <clears throat> off-season fab. So right. once the season restarts, this is gone. Exactly. If you don't spend your $100, like, cool. Right. Congratulations. You didn't spend it. Yeah, like, you, nothing happens. That, that's, like, for me, like, every. Basically, any guy that I actually want, if I'm just like, yeah, I'll swap out these two guys that I don't really care about to just drop them whenever the rookie draft comes, right? I won't spend anything for those guys. But if there's a guy I actually want, I'm going to spend probably 30, 40 bucks. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to get him. No one else is going to spend that much because everyone in our league is afraid to spend off-season fab. Right, exactly. So, well, it's like, yeah, it's like, the you know, it's like you said, how many, how many off-season moves are you really going to make where you really believe in mm-hmm. a guy? Like, this seems like one of them where you would really want to make that move. I mean, yeah. now... Granted, giving Chris's abundant amount of tight ends, maybe maybe that's not true. A little bit of a bold play. But, but. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I kind of wish I would have been paying attention the day that Jason Witten would have announced this because I probably would have dropped like 70 bucks on him because yeah. my tight end situation is garbage. It's pretty bad. Don't you have Ricky Seals-Jones? <laughs> I don't want to talk about my <laughs> tight end situation because I, I, I weekly started Ricky Seals-Jones. Oh, I literally was just like, well, if I get two points, I'll be oh, happy with that. It that was is ugly. Hey, ab- absolutely horrible. That, that reminds me. Yeah, we could talk about this. I, I just thought about this. We weren't planning on talking about this. Ricky Seals Jones could end up being good. Uh, as we jump in the NFL combine, Kyler Murray. Hey, baby. I mean, there's Big a talk lot about him going to Arizona. Talk. Yeah, a lot of talk about him going to Arizona. He didn't take part in the combine, so I mean, that transition's not perfect. But apparently, he had his pro day today, and he looked good. Well, apparently. I mean, yeah, you for know. me, it's like I. So, so our next segment is actually talking about the combine, so this works out perfectly. Um, yeah, for me, like. I, I truly don't care about players not showing up to the combine. I don't either. Because the combine is like literally, it's a one, two day thing where people just like run routes, whatever. And like people in the past, like statisticians, have had a really hard time truly uh, proving causation in mm. combine results to NFL results. Yeah, like how how high a player can jump does not prove NFL effectiveness. That's right. That's yeah, right. So. And, and I think like one of the things. The people to look at are people like Larry Fitzgerald, who have like absolutely mediocre combine results. I mean, maybe like top twenty-five percent at best. Yeah. They become like Hall of Famers because Hall of Famers are like top one percent, top two yeah. percent guys. And a lot of those guys don't have these like amazing combine results. Mm-hmm. It's like the combine. I mean, maybe you could find something there, but it's really really hard. So I don't care when people skip. So I don't really mind the decision for Kyler Murray to skip. So long as he actually shows up to training camp. I just like oh my God. the thing for Kyler Murray with me is I just don't like he signed a contract with the Raiders. Like who's to say he's going to do the same with the Cardinals or whoever picks him up first. And then he just doesn't like be like, 
eh, I'll go play baseball. <laughs> Like, you know what? CTE, not for me. Gosh, and he that just would gets be up sad. out of here. So RSJ could make a move with Kyler Murray, but if I'm being honest about who RSJ is, don't think the problem's the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it was Josh Rosen. I mean, maybe it was Josh Rosen's fault. <laughs> but I mean, it's not like he was on fire before Josh oh, Rosen gosh. showed up. <laughs> um so the combine, yeah. Yep. I, I honestly, for me as well, I wasn't super invested in it. I mean, I, I absolutely did. I watch like highlights and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. But it, it's it's hard to tell a player's talent honestly without looking at highlight videos. Right. Like we were just talking about it before the podcast. Like Nikhil Harry. Right. He's every every ranking system. Like I, I'm looking at Fantasy Pros right now, which I'll run. I'd love to run through the, like the top twelve of these, um, just to like give you guys an idea of some of the names that right now after the combine ranking wise. But Nikhil Harry, I like I watched his combine. I was like, yeah, he looks like a wide receiver uh, right. that is athletic more than me, uh, and a lot of people think he's really good. That's it. But right. then we just watched his freaking highlight video, and it was like, oh, dude, this guy's a beast. Yeah, he's like, like making one-handed catches with like just his fingertips and yeah. all this. Like that's that's what I need to watch. Like yeah. I actually feel like I know there are different people that have different takes on this. Like the combine's more valuable than the college footage. I want to see a guy play. Like I want to be excited to watch play, not to just run twenty yards, cut left, and then cut back up right. the field. That doesn't do it for me. I'm right. sorry. So, yeah. Yeah, to me, to me, like, the college footage is way more impressive because that means that you – and I get it. Like, college defensive backs are far and away worse oh than the NFL backs. Like, don't yeah. get me started. But, like, you know what's even worse than college defensive backs? Cones. <laughs> so, like, if you're juking cones all freaking day Dude, in the combine. that cone. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't give a crap about how you perform cutting against the cones at the NFL Combine. Like, I want to see you thrashing kids in the oh college highlight reels. and Breaking like, some ankles. Yes. That's what I like to watch. And, like, honestly, I feel like that's where you get a lot more, like, talent from or, like, a lot yeah. a better sense of who they are. And that's what a lot of people had with Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm. Like, Juju did not have, like, some, like, ridiculous combine result, if I remember right. Like, he was good, but he wasn't, like, am- like he wasn't uh, Saquon Barkley level where it's like, yeah. this guy literally is just predestined to be a superstar. Uh, but people were, like, looking at his college tape, looking at his NFL tape, and, like, this guy's good. He's got he's good. it. Just give him the chance, and he's got it. Yeah. And so I... I trust that a lot more than I trust juking cones and running mm. in a straight line faster than everyone else can run in a straight line. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it is definitely one of those things that, I don't know. I, 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 I see the value in, on both ends for NFL teams and fantasy, yeah. but it's, it's, it's not fully there. To me, if there was, like, a strong <clears throat> statistical correlation or, or causation then like, proved, then I would care. Yeah. But, like, when you basically just – basically what the data says is that there's just not then like it's just really hard for me to care yeah. now what i do get hyped up about is like these pictures of freaking dk metcalf oh my god coming out looking like a damn smash bro Dude. or something what is wrong with that guy <laughs> don't he know. starved himself for a month i was gonna say literally he had to do some like christian bale machinist type crap <laughs> while also taking steroids like I, he, what do you have? One percent body fat in that picture? I, I think it's like one point five or something like that. One percent BMI or something. I yeah, it was ridiculous. Like the dude, and, and then he showed up at the combine. He looked great. So like when you combine all those things, like this dude clearly cares. Like oh to God. me, what speaks about that is the work ethic, not dude. the result. It's like if you want to look like that, like trust me. <laughs> As a, you gotta do this. It's a, not easy to look hey, like this. Dude. I know what it takes to have the kind of body type that you want to have. 
And if you want to look like DK Metcalf, let me tell you, it's a far, <laughs> it's a very different lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> you're not doing a podcast in your basement drinking beer and talking football. You're probably Jim. You're probably not. <laughs> uh, no, but like in all seriousness, it speaks to a work ethic thing to me, yeah. and it speaks to like who that person is, at least like how much they want it, which is mm. important to me. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. I think uh, that that like I saw that and it immediately raised his value to me. Yeah, like it, it is a guy that's going to work hard. I think one of the things that I do actually th- kind of think about in the combine is are they there? Like uh, Josh Jacobs, who is easily been one of the most talked about running backs in the rookie uh, draft, and he didn't go. He didn't. Do, he right. didn't take part of the combine. Didn't show up. Um, and that is. I know there's, like, reason for that. And some people say, like, it's better for him to not participate because it doesn't matter. He's already at the top. He's He can only go down. Right, right. But that, to me, is, like, I want a guy that's not going to not show up because we're out of the playoffs either. Right. Like, I, I don't want, like, because Saquon, he played every game last year. And I'll tell you what, the Giants didn't have a chance. <laughs> right. And it didn't get better this year. I think Saquon's going to play every game. So, like, that, that to me, was also, a, like, a, a lens of... Well, you're not showing up to the combine. Do you care? Right. So. Right. Yeah, it is. It is a thing. It is like this weird. There's this weird strike in my personality of like, if you don't show up to the combine because it's only going to decrease your value, like the hard analytical piece of me is like that guy's a genius, or is mm-hmm. more likely his agent's Smart. a genius, yeah. and like okay. he's helping yeah. him out. But then, like, yeah, like if I was on that guy's team, I would be having the exact same questions. Yeah. It's like, what, draft, what are you doing? Yeah. And same with like Saquon is like, you know, Saquon you know, from just a pure analytical perspective is probably a generational talent. So, Mm. like, why are you going to play these meaningless games? But then if you think about it from, like, what the raw human emotion needs, they need a guy for when, if they actually get into the playoffs, they need a guy that's always been there to, like, bind them together. And so, like, being both very analytical and also an emotional train wreck, I can get (laughs) both sides of it. Like, just... (laughs) So, oh my gosh! Yeah, All right, know. so that's the that's the real life of the podcast, baby. <laughs> that's getting theological up in here. That's uh, not let, even theological. That's just I have mental problems. <laughs> <laughs> Let's run through. I want to run through real quick before we jump into the NFL moves. Yep. Uh, just top twelve players currently based on Fantasy Pros rankings, rookies only. Um, so, the only reason I want to run through this is because some people that listen to us, we don't know who you are, um, and maybe you're doing a rookie draft, or s- people in our league are doing the rookie draft, they're not sure who they're going to draft first round. Yep. So, I'm just going to go top to bottom, I'll, t- I'll say position and player. Uh, so, number one right now is wide receiver, Nikhil Harry. Number two is David Montgomery at running back. That one kind of surprises me. We'll dive into that later on. Uh, number three is A.J. Brown, a wide receiver. D.K. Metcalf, who we were just talking about, is number four. Dude. Super surprising that he he's showed that up. low. Uh, but also, like, I think he's going to keep rising. Uh, Josh Jacobs, like we just said, he didn't show up. He's number five at running back. Uh, Damian Harris, number six, another running back. Kelvin Harmon, wide receiver, number seven. Hakeem Butler, uh, wide receiver, number eight. Rodney Anderson, running back. Daryl Henderson, running back. Marquise Brown, wide receiver. Debo Samuel, wide receiver. So there are honestly some names in there that I'm really surprised to see that high. Yeah. And it seems like, like initially, I think going into the – the NFL Combine, it was like, oh, this is a wide receiver class. Yeah, this is wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, and it seems kind of split. Like it's, I was gonna six say six and six. The thing that strikes me looking <clears throat> at that list is that, uh, everyone says it's a wide receiver class, and I, I think it is. Like, oh, yeah. I think it's deeper. If you, wide receiver, yeah, like it, it, well, and just like 
not necessarily combine results, but if I think about the running backs coming into the draft this year, there, there's no one that I think can even come close, like not even be this person, but come close to Zeke, Lev Bell, oh my gosh, yeah. Jarek McKinnon, Saquon. Who else am I missing? Uh, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, yeah. There is none of these like huge talents. Yeah. So, where like the wide receivers look a little bit better than they usually do, if not the same. Mm-hmm. So, like to me, the running backs look worse than they have in like the last three, four, five years, and the wide receivers look the same. I'm surprised at how high the running backs are. I yeah. genuinely expected like the rookie draft to be like ADP right now, top six wide receivers. That's what I thought too. Yeah, so, that's why that's why I wanted to bring it up because like I, I was just thinking right as we were recording, like, I wonder what rookie ADPs are right now after the combine. Right. I was surprised to see so many running backs that high. Yeah. And so. that's one thing that's interesting for me about well, I don't have a first round pick this year, but when I when I <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Marshawn <laughs> Dude, the Marshawn Antonio Brown stack that's gonna be intense. Oh my gosh. Dude, Sarah, you know you want it. Uh, oh my gosh. So but, uh, one thing that I think is really interesting to me about Dynasty is like there are people moving picks right now, and I know that there's like been a lot of offers going out for picks. Mm-hmm. Is like when you make an offer, so, so an offer that I heard recently was predicated on the idea of like, well, we all know this is a wide receiver draft, so yeah. you have good wide receivers. Why don't you give up your one like early one so that you can still get the same running back you probably want to take later? I think that that ADP... Like a, a, round, a rookie draft swap inside of the round? Yeah, so it'd be like, like yeah. okay, you can move from 1-8 to 1-3, and I'll give you someone else also. Like So that way you basically swap back, get some value, and then maybe you'll still get who you'd be targeting in the yeah. draft anyway. I love that. That is that is honestly my plan for the rookie draft with the 1.2 and especially the 2.2. Like If I can bounce back three, four positions and yeah. still get the guy I want... And get some and value. And get some extra bonus. Yeah. Like, that's going to be my goal. I like That's what I want to do. Yeah, and, and I think that's a good strategy. But I think what that, like, lit, that list did to me is, like, in in practicality, it's going to be really hard to play that out. Mm-hmm. Because, like, we all, we all view it as this wide receiver heavy draft. And I think three of the top six were running backs. Yeah. And so it's, like, it's just people are just going to take what they need to take. And so maybe yep. you just really need to know your league and who those people are. Uh, and like if those people are just going to take number one available if they're going to take what their team needs so mm-hmm. really interesting stuff uh, let's jump into the free agent signings yes. in the NFL and let's take a little bit different look at it because I'm sure people have heard how these signings affect the NFL teams let's look at specifically kind of the top signings and how they affect our teams in the Dynasty League. Yes. So we'll start with some... Th- this move was a shocker to me. Dude, I... I mean, I know that, like, the news has been rumbling for a while. And by a while, I mean, like, a week and a half. Yeah, not even that long. But, like, I, nev- I never would have predicted this I'd coming seen. out of the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And so that move is OBJ headed to the Browns. I just thought OBJ was staying in New York. That's what I thought. Like, I, I literally... Kim and I were in the car, and I looked at my phone and saw it. And I just got really quiet, and Kim literally asked me, she's like, is everything okay? <laughs> and I was shocked. Like, I was physically shocked right. that Odell went to, and I, it was like, it wasn't like a, what is he thinking? I just, I literally didn't know how to react. Right. Like, it, was it came huge. out of nowhere. 
Like I, I didn't. I mean, I knew there were rumors, but he's like he's such a loudmouth. I thought for sure he'd post something on Twitter. Right, he didn't. No, um, yeah, he kept it super under the radar. Yeah. Props to Odell. Good, good for Odell. Make <laughs> Antonio look like an idiot. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so who that affects in the league? Uh, Corey has OBJ. Yep. You have Baker. Yeah, baby. Let's talk about that as far as your teams. Do you think Corey is getting an upgrade? Like obviously, I think Baker's getting an upgrade. You don't not get an upgrade with OBJ. Yeah, yeah, Do you think Corey's definitely. getting an upgrade going from Baker as Odell's quarterback, or going from Eli to Baker? One hundred percent. Totally. I think Eli. Eli. I. I. I'm gonna be honest. When I think it was last year, when uh, what's his face broke up Eli's like game started streak, and he was like. Oh. Uh, I was like, you started like 300 games in a row. Dude, that was and like, that was rough. That sucked for Eli because he went back in halfway through the game, which yeah. is like horrible. I think that he never should have touched the field again since that moment. He literally has looked like he's had cement bad. in his shoes for the last so year bad. and a half. He's looked horrible. Yep. Absolutely horrible. I'm like, and he's can, only going to get better now that Odell's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like we can blame the offensive line all they want. Like, yeah, Eli has had less time in the pocket than a lot of people. But, like, mm. you know who else hasn't had a lot of time in the pocket and is super old? Tom Brady. Yep. And you know what he does? He gets rid of the ball. They play different. Like They play a different game. He, yeah. Eli is just... He doesn't have the brains. He doesn't have the athletics God. anymore. Like he's just like absolute, absolute freaking lutely. It's an upgrade for OBJ to go to the Browns to get a a quarterback on a rookie contract, so they can pay him. They can pay everyone else around him, like Kareem Hunt and like Nick Chubb, um, and then they can hopefully build an offensive line. I, I think it's absolutely an upgrade to OBJ. I think I think Baker will quickly become a much better passer than Eli Manning. What about so here's another thing that I just thought about. What about Jarvis Landry? Because Ty has Jarvis Landry. So this yep. this this is one of those moves that takes I mean it's a trickle effect because yep. Jarvis Landry was the de facto one in Cleveland. Yeah. Does Jarvis Landry take a large jump down? Or I, do you think he's kind of gonna remain the same as like that kind of possession guy? And Odell's gonna be the kind of deep threat. I think Odell will definitely guy. be like he'll definitely be the deep threat. He's the field stretcher. You know, he's not going to have ten receptions a game, mm. but he's going to have those big time value receptions because you got to either double him. I mean, or he's you been gotta, ten receptions. Got to send him long. Well, yeah, because like who else? Because no one else to? is able to catch the ball. You're going to like bomb the ball to Sterling Shepard. Like get out of here. <laughs> uh, but I think the thing with OBJ on the Browns and Jarvis Landry is that Jarvis Landry on the Dolphins was also kind of like the heavy target thrown into double coverage guy. Mm-hmm. He's nowhere near as good as OBJ. Yeah. I also think Antonio Callaway bites into Jarvis Landry real hard. Really? I think Antonio Callaway has a lot of talent. Hmm. I think he's going to sneak up on Jarvis Landry. And I think I think Jarvis Landry this year, here's my hot take for Jarvis Landry, he's going to be relegated to almost uselessness. Woo! Wide, wide receiver. Woo-hoo-hoo! Wide receiver, three, back end, four wow! at French. Wow! Not, I, I think he will almost not be startable in any redraft league. Buckle this year. up, Ty. Demarius Thomas got in a wreck and he got arrested or something <laughs> like that. Jarvis Landry's a wide receiver three, and Michael Crabtree might not have a team. I don't even yeah. know whose team he's on right no, now. No, he's on no one's team. Good luck, Ty. <laughs> yeah. No, I, th- I think Jarvis Landry's getting slammed by this. I think. Man, he re- I, th- I really think he that is. is a hot take. Yeah, we told you. We warned you. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you think about OBJ to the Browns? I I love it for Odell. I yeah. think it is. I, I agree with a lot of stuff you said. It's a huge upgrade. Um, I, I I said it last year. 
I thought the Browns were going to win eight games last year. I believed in them before they got Odell. And now I believe in the Browns. And I'm going to make my hot take. Browns win the division this year. Browns go to the playoffs. I have no doubt. There is not a doubt in my mind that the Browns beat out the Bengals, who are honestly the best competition to me right now. No, absolutely not. I think, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I think the Bengals are the best competition in the division for the Browns. The Steelers just lost their two best guys. The Ravens are losing everything. I think they're still good. They have Lamar Jackson, who's going to be super hard to stop because of how he plays. I love the Browns, though. Like, they have Kareem Hunt. Are we forgetting about this? Kareem Hunt. If that guy gets suspended six games and that's it, right? they're going to be a freaking, a, a, just a hot pool of just success and fantasy points on top of that they have nick chubb for the six weeks that kareem hunt's gone or 10 weeks it doesn't matter nick chubb's good enough to fill in then they have odell then they have jarvis and they have antonio callaway and they have david njoku and they have baker that offense is going to be the most fun offense to watch all season oh i will watch every browns game that comes up yeah here's a fun fact about the odds right now going on the afc championship for 2019 i'm interested the browns number four they have cincinnati (laughs) above them no 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 no. plus 1100 means that like plus 660 is really bad oh okay like this would be you you bet 100 bucks and you win 1100 if Cleveland wins, you you would win six thousand if Cincinnati won. Oh god! So like, okay, that makes Cleveland sense. is six times more likely to win the AFC, all of the AFC, not just the North. Wow! So the only teams above Cleveland in the odds right now are Kansas City, obvious, New yeah. England, obvious, Pittsburgh, not that obvious, not that obvious, Indianapolis. They've made some good stuff. That's a good team yeah, right now. Making- Cleveland. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Cleveland has a Cleveland great is team. Good. Cleveland, like, oh, I'm I, not, dude, I might put some money down on those odds. I mean, oh, for sure, that, that's worth the bet. I think I would. Uh, I mean, I, I was trying to find the future on Browns to win the AFC North. I think they're. I think they're absolutely the favorite. Oh yeah. I mean, you got Steelers whose team has imploded. You've got the Ravens who. I mean, come on. Yeah, they didn't get they Lev Lamar Bell. Jackson, but yeah, but they didn't get Lev Bell. Like, what are they going to do? Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram are both going to run the ball at the same time. Yeah, like, no, come on, not going to work. Get out of here, Ty. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's segue that. Oh, let me segue that with uh, Baker is on the block. <laughs> All right, boys, because I got Patty Mahomes and Baker, and it's gonna be tough to choose which Can't top five quarterback to start every single week. <laughs> but you know, I would. I don't need both those quarterbacks. Not two QB league. So if you want to make a deal for Baker, I mean, maybe we can work something out, man. <laughs> I mean, maybe we can work on a deal you can't refuse or something. Maybe you wake up with a horse in your bed, man. Oh, my God. I mean, maybe, I mean, you a cop? I don't know. Maybe a mine. Maybe. You know. <laughs> Say, how do you mother fool me? Dude, uh, fun fact. The girls were out of town last weekend, two weekends ago. Yeah. And at, like, midnight, I was like, Lewis, let's watch a movie. Oh, my god. And, we, like, Hannah was sleeping at Lou's. Like, I was at Lou's. And he was like, yeah, dude, for sure. Let's turn one on. And I was like, you're going to fall asleep. I don't want to watch this. And uh, he's like, dude, no, let's pick a great movie. And I was like, all right, have you ever seen The Departed? And he's like, no, I've never seen The Departed. And I was like, first off, how are you alive? (laughs) Second off, let's watch The Departed. Literally four seconds in. (laughs) Like, you don't even find out that Matt Damon is the little kid in the shop. Like, you don't even find out that Matt Damon. You gotta gotta at least give some spoiler warning here. (laughs) It's The Departed. It came out like 2006. That's a fair point. point. There's like a 10 year rule of that. So you don't even find it. And also, that's not even a spoiler. Like, you find that out in the first 20 minutes. Like, 
So you don't even find out that Matt Damon is in the FBI now and like oh has his first gosh. meeting with the guy with uh, uh, not De Niro but uh, freaking whatever the mob boss guy, and Lewis is conked. And then like halfway through the movie, he wakes up and he goes, "Hey man, you fell asleep on me." And I went, "Oh my god, I fell asleep on you!" <laughs> I went, "You're dead to me." <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the departed, great stuff. Uh, you a cop? I'm not. A Speaking cop. of departed, Dude. another player that departed from their team, Le'Veon Bell has departed. <laughs> that was a phenomenal That's segue. A segue. That was a good one. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell has departed from the Steelers <laughs> to the Jets. Yes, his career may have departed with him. As oh. the resident Le'Veon Bell owner, give me your feelings. I am so happy, and here's the reason. Uh, I drafted Lev Bell last year in our startup and uh, didn't get to play him all year. That was really fun to have Lev Bell on my bench for 16 weeks. The best running back in the NFL was on my bench. Sounds pretty shitty. It was awful. I wanted to die. So the fact that he's on a team is better. Even Here's the thing. Like I know this sounds dumb. I know, like, I, I believe Lev Bell will be top 12. Don't get me wrong. Oh, for sure. Even if he's only top 36, I'm okay with it. I mean... From, I'm not going to be mad at him. From I your, get to start him. From your perspective, if he's playing, he's doing better than he was on the <laughs> if bench. If he's on the field, I don't even care. <laughs> right. So I love it. I actually do like the Jets a lot, though. Uh, I believe in Sam Darnold. I like him. I, I've said for a long time I like Quincy Anunua. I didn't like Robbie Anderson. I'm happy that I got rid of him. <laughs> See you. Uh, so I wouldn't have three Jets. I mentioned that before. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, I think it was a smart, smart play for the Jets to go pick him up. Yeah, he, he's absolutely what they need. So I mean, they had that cap space. I think the funny thing was that like once the Jets realized that they were the only ones bidding, they were like, all right, yeah. decide by tomorrow. Yeah, even though they it was shut agents, that like, down. Maybe San Francisco is gonna pick him up. Which yeah. like, if I was gonna leak a team that's gonna pick him up, you think I'm picking Not San a team Francisco? That just signed a guy for four years. Yeah, they literally just paid Jarek McKinnon eighty million over four years. Like, yeah. What if we paid another guy fifty million over four years? Like, <laughs> no one's gonna believe that. Like, that's just terrible marketing. Like, come on. Yeah, it was not their best bet. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited. We'll get into this in the power rankings. I'm excited for you to be able to play Lev Bell. Uh, that's gonna yes. be exciting. Yes. Uh, other Steeler that has departed. Hey, see what happened there. Uh, another Steeler that has departed from the Steelers. <clears throat> He's gone to the Raiders. That's oh. right. It's Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, baby. So here's the fun one about this for our league. Yeah. Antonio Brown is owned by Sarah LaRoe. Yes. Derek Carr, owned by Sarah LaRoe. Yes. So what do you think about this for her team? I, I actually like it a lot. Like, I, I don't think Antonio will be the upside that he was in Pittsburgh. But for Sarah's team, like he's still gonna be a top twelve. He's still gonna be a top five. Like oh, both, I mean, both Bell and Brown are gonna be yeah. top six upside, hands down. Like yeah, I mean, they, if you think Ben Roethlisberger was the thing making A B and Lev Bell great, like you're wrong. I don't know. Get get a room. Yeah, that's that's wrong. That's the wrong. It thing. was good coaching. Fuck off. No, <laughs> I, I gotta edit that. But like, I I, I do. I don't think Derek Carr is better than Ben Roethlisberger, but there's not a ton of difference. Two years ago, Derek Carr was league MVP. Like he was, well, he wasn't league MVP. Sorry, he was in the running for league MVP. He had a shot. Um, he had yeah, a shot. so he had a shot at it. I don't think he's a bad player. I absolutely think that this trade, Sarah, don't panic. The Raiders have been a bad team. John Gruden's on a ten-year deal. He is not playing the short game. He is playing the long game. And I think you should hang on to Antonio, despite the offers that Jason makes to you. 
at any point in the night. Just remember, I was going to say, just remember <laughs> that you're not allowed to accept anything outside of the fantasy football league. <laughs> I tried to offer him the same stuff. He, he said no, Sarah, just so you're aware. <laughs> um, so, just saying. Uh, but yeah, what do you think? I think this is I think this is a huge upgrade for Sarah's team as a whole. I like it, yeah. Because I think that, well, you know what? As, as I said that, I just remember that she has Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, she does have Aaron Rodgers. So, like, are you really going to start Derek Carr? Maybe. It, we don't know yeah. what this offense is going to look yeah. like with their, uh, Aaron Rodgers. You at least hold on to him. Yeah. I think A.B., I mean, he effectively didn't play like the last three weeks, but Sarah was kind of out of that point anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think... A.B. is the guy who demands the ball, and the reason that he left the Steelers is he, like, they were just like, no. Yeah. Like, what is John Gruden going to do? In the middle of his rebuild and, like, Derek Carr, going to be like, no, dude, like, you're really ruining this. No, like, you don't get the no, ball. No, they're going to feed him the ball. Like, yep. hold on, our boy Jared Cook's really looking for it. Like, absolutely not. They're going to feed him the freaking ball. So, yeah. like, he's going to have, like, 160 receptions or something. So, I think it's an upgrade. Uh, I think it's an upgrade for Sarah's team. On the whole, like depth wise, I also think that she will score better because of it. So, oh yeah, I I, I like it for that. Yeah. Uh, another big move, only because Ty thinks it matters, uh, <laughs> is Mark Ingram to the Raiders. Give me your take on that. Uh, to the Ravens, you say? Yeah, the, the Ravens. Ravens. Sorry, right. not the Raiders. Uh, yeah, Mark Ingram going to the Ravens. Ah, it's one of those where, like, his deal honestly didn't impress me much. I was actually trying to just pull it up. Um, I I, I want to say it was like a. $15 million deal for three years or something like that, yeah. which isn't honestly a lot of buy-in. Like, it's a good time frame, but I'm pretty sure they can let go of him next year. So it's one of those where, like, yeah, in the short term, if he ends up being, like, what they need, great. But they also have, like, three younger guys there. So uh, I'm sorry, Ty. I don't think Mark Ingram is going to, like, be all of a sudden this top dog. It's not no. like he was Ty's top guy before he had Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette yeah um, so I mean it's not like Ty was dependent on him I think it's maybe he's an RB2 I was say I mean you're telling me that it's going to be an upgrade from Mark Ingram to go from the Saints yeah arguably the best offense. offense in the NFL to the, Ra- it's to the da- Ravens it's a downgrade over. with like Lamar Jackson <clears throat> in his second year kind of figuring out what he's doing the yeah. running quarterback yeah like so all you have to do is play against the run like no no not freaking ever. way yeah Massive downgrade for Mark Ingram. Not no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, uh, absolutely horrible for Mark Ingram. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the trade that everyone is really fired up about. We got Danny Amendola <laughs> going to the Lions, baby. We got a slot receiver heading to Matt Stafford land. He's going to be doing check down Charlie all freaking oh my day. God. See you guys in the ship. That's right. I have Danny Amendola. <laughs> Woo! What's up, baby? Knew it would pay off in the Miami years. Danny, this is our time to shine. All right. No one actually cares about that pickup. I just love no, Danny no, Amendola. Not at all. No, no one cares. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about a pickup. I mean, it's an upgrade. It's an upgrade for Danny. Yeah, it's an upgrade for Danny. Yeah, baby. Yeah, so yeah it'll be it is. better than a wide receiver four. We'll see if his glass bones can hold up. <laughs> uh, let's talk about something that people actually care about with that brief intermission. Tevin Coleman going oh. to the 49ers. This was a highly anticipated move coming so this offseason. Uh, what do you feel about this? As the resident Jarek McKinnon owner. Yeah. This one was tough. Because, like, part of me loves it. And I know that sounds odd. Like, Coleman was Coleman was given $10 million for two years. Super low buy. Yeah. Like, that, that is super cheap for... Kind of shocking. What, what I honestly expected him to get, like, a four-year deal making $40 mil. Yeah. Like, at yeah. least because of kind of how he was thought of as a free agent. 
Um, but it seems like that market's kind of died, hence Lev Bell not getting what he wanted. Right. Um, so, but when I look at it from fantasy perspective, I think it is an upgrade for Coleman. And I, I think for McKinnon, it's hard to tell because we haven't seen much from him. Um, but I, what I expect to see is similar to what the Falcons were two years ago when Shanahan was the coach or the offensive coordinator. Right, right. De- Devonta Freeman and uh, Tevin Coleman were both fantasy relevant. It's why last year Chris drafted Coleman and said Coleman's going to be great. Right. That's the whole reason. It was two years ago stats. Right. So what I expect to see is that same model. McKinnon being the kind of lead dog, still very good, top 12. And Coleman, top 24. Like, those things make perfect sense to me based on how Kyle Shanahan runs his offense. So, yeah. I, I actually like it. I, I think the thing with Kyle Shanahan is, that he knows is that, one, you should pass to your running backs, mm-hmm. all of them, which he'll do for Coleman and McKinnon. Yeah. Two, in today's NFL, a, a running back just cannot make it a full season being healthy mm-hmm. and being over the age of 22. And so, if you really want to play the long game, like you cannot do the Todd Gurley thing. Like, yeah, you can't. which Todd Gurley has shown. Gosh, dude, we we didn't talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we should we should get into that after. Uh, let's let me add this real quick. Let me add. Yeah, this let's talk about that after we get through these uh, uh, NFL trades. Yeah, Todd Gurley. All right, all right. Sorry, Joe. Uh, so, I think, I think Kyle Kyle Shanahan just knows that, mm-hmm. and he knows how to make them valuable. And yeah. so I, I agree. I think it's actually an upgrade for both of them because yeah. Sarkeesian was terrible with running backs oh. in Atlanta, so I think they will both get better. Yeah, Coleman Coleman absolutely is. I think he's going to be better. McKinnon, it's so hard to tell because <laughs> he didn't play last year. Yeah. So it's hard to be like, oh, McKinnon's going to get an he upgrade from not barely playing. played the year before. Yeah, he, he, like he hasn't done much. Right. But so he should talent, be real healthy. Yeah, he should be super healthy. He's been not playing for so long. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's an upgrade for him because he's on the field. That's Davis right. Bell. That's a lot of my guys. We're not on the field last year. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's uh, jump into the last two ones. Uh, everyone that has left the Steelers have has left a, a a massive hole for the one and only Vance McDonald. To <laughs> Vance dance, baby. Jesse James is gone. Antonio's gone. That's right. Bell's gone. That's right. Time for the Vance dance. I mean, you got Juju, you got Vance. I mean, is this a big upgrade for Griffin? Do we care because it's Griffin? <laughs> nah, don't care. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Todd Gurley. Gosh, knee I can't believe arthri- we weren't going to talk about this. Knee yeah. arthritis. That is... What is knee arthritis? I, old man. That's what it sounds that's like. That's what it is. But Anytime he's like arthritis is in the picture, you're old, buddy. I don't know how to say this, but... I mean, I guess if you've get, been getting destroyed since you were six and you're 26... It's been 20 years. His knees are probably 70. Honestly. <laughs> Probably. That Honestly, this news, I don't know why this wasn't announced in the freaking playoffs. They kept acting like Gurley wasn't hurt, and it was infuriating. I think they wanted to, like, keep... I think Sean McVay and his naivety against against Bill, the god, was like... <laughs> maybe, the king against the peasants. He just wanted him to, like, think, like, maybe I'm just saving him. Yeah. For the for the Super Bowl, Belichick doesn't care what which like doing. which like Sean McVay probably like drinks himself to sleep thinking about how stupid that was. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, come on, like the dude's yeah. knee is falling apart. C.J. Anderson looked like a monster, which we can get into <laughs> literally, like an actual monster no, and it, a monster on the field. I literally was like watching those playoff games. I was like, who is that fat guy running four four forties right now? <laughs> like, this, guy, this guy looks like an O lineman cracking off runs. Yep. 
but Todd Gurley with the knee arthritis, does that cause you to panic and like think less of Todd Gurley, or do you think he's still like a top three RB for fantasy? Oh gosh, I honestly for me, I think he dropped out of top three. I think he's so wait, is I, that are, I think wait. he dropped. This might be a hot take at this point because I don't fully understand what all is happening. Um, I'd be interested to see what they do in the draft in this offseason. If they sign a running back to a pretty good deal that's a one- to two-year deal, that to me says that Todd Gurley can't handle the workload, and that bumps him out of the top six I was say, for so, me. So let's imagine they signed C.J. Anderson to like a $10 million, $2, $2, or uh, two-year deal. Two-year deal. Tevin Coleman deal. Yeah, like, like, yeah. like we're bringing you in. You're going to be part of the offense because we're paying you. And but like you know you're not our lead back but yeah. you're here to be useful. Yeah. They signed C.J. Anderson to that. Where do you put Todd Gurley or a C.J. Anderson like that? Maybe they pick someone up in the draft or something. I think I put him after the eighth and at running back. So RB eight. I mean still 12. still top twelve. I I believe. I mean unless his injury gets worse. But yeah, I I think he significantly drops. I mean he's dropping from the one. Everything's a drop. Right. Right. But I I believe if they sign somebody to a short term deal, that is saying, hey, we want you to stay healthier longer because they gotta pay him. Yep. He's on a huge contract. I think it's six years or something like that. Right. So they want to get their money's worth out of him. Yep. So So okay, let's uh contrast this. You think he's dropping to age twelve. Do you want Jarek McKinnon or Todd Gurley right now? I think I want Jarek McKinnon. Because only for this reason, Jarek McKinnon's coming off of an injury that yep. uh, that we know and kind of understand is the ACL, right? Um, and he's had plenty of time to recover. Todd Gurley is recently found about this injury, and I mean, last I checked, uh, my grandpa he said arthritis uh, doesn't just go away, right? So with that in mind, like I, I, again, I don't think Gurley's gonna be like the worst. I don't think he's gonna right. fall to the face of the earth, but I'd rather have somebody that I know is like. At least planning to come back. And yeah, the guy. I think I agree. I think the the maybe I don't understand the term knee arthritis, but when you tell me running back has a chronic knee injury, mm-hmm. it's like well he kind of uses his knees a lot <laughs> uh, with the running. Yeah, with the whole <laughs> you know it's like in the title, it's like in the job <clears throat> description. Mm-hmm. So like that scares me compared to like Jerick McKinnon who had like an ACL tear. Yeah, that's in the knee, but we know what ACL tears do. Yeah. They get fixed by surgery and heal, and they're good. Mm-hmm. Where like, what do we do with a, like arthritis? Like, that's a lifelong thing. Yeah, as far as I know. So, if any doctors want to chime in, Sarah, maybe you have some insight into this. John's a doctor. John who? John Nefley. Oh yeah, he's yeah. a pharmacist. He's a doctor. I mean, he's a doctor. Still a doctor. He's I mean, that's a doctor, but like, that's not like a knee doctor he probably deals with arthritis more than anyone else yeah for like medication okay who do you think deals more with muscle pain you think it's Sarah yeah, or John well, it depends on the muscle hey that's what I'm talking about <laughs> man. Hi. different conversation different time Todd Gurley can be great, but <laughs> okay. Uh, let me get into our last of our free agent questions. We're coming up on uh, nearly an hour here. Uh, yes. 
Last of my free agent <laughs> questions. Who's... <laughs> I mean, how could you not? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, one more. Alright. There we what go. What dynasty team in our league do you think benefited the most from these free agent moves? We obviously don't know the mm. draft yet. We don't know whatever. Just these free agent moves. Who do you think benefited the most? I think Corey did. Because uh, Corey's is such a clear... Like... It's such a clear value for OBJ as the player himself. Um, and OBJ last year, I, I, I want to say he didn't finish in top six. He did not. Um, so with that in mind, I, I think, honestly, OBJ at this point, I would be surprised to see him outside of the top six. I'd be, I'd be honestly be surprised to see him out of the top three. Mm-hmm. And I'd be surprised to see Antonio in there uh, with Lev Bell. We don't know how good the Jets are going to be, so that's a big question mark with McKinnon for me and Coleman. That's a big question mark. So I think Corey is the clear winner um, in like the NFL free agency so far. So let me sell you on one team oh, gosh. that you may not have thought of right off the bat because they weren't directly involved with all of them. But, I mean, Danny Amendola. <laughs> going to the Lions. OBJ. Big upgrade for Baker. Maybe he becomes better than Patrick Mahomes. You don't think it's my team? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I, oh, gosh. If, if I didn't have Patrick Mahomes. Oh, if you didn't have Patrick upgrade. Mahomes, it'd be a huge upgrade. <laughs> big upgrade. But, it's hard, hard to beat the QB1 with another new yeah, QB1. Yeah, with another QB1. <laughs> what, are they going to tie? Uh, they could tie. I mean, it could benefit. On my bench. This, 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 this move could benefit you a ton if you're able to move Baker and get you know a key player. Yeah, I'm talking about like points. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think the obvious answer is Corey. I, th- yeah. I, I agree. I think OBJ moving to a uh, honestly a quarterback with like two legs instead of <laughs> I don't know if Eli has like a peg leg going on. I don't know what's going on. So it's yeah, fast. I agree 100. Uh, percent Let's jump into the last thing for the night. And that is the power rankings. So, yes. first off, John Neffley has the put doctor. Up, the doctor. The doctor of... Please change your team name. The doctor. The doctor. The doctor. You a, you a doctor? I'm not a doctor. Uh, <laughs> departed reference. Didn't really work out. Yeah. Uh, John Neffley has used his... Uh, what is it? When you have a pharmaceutical doctorate, it's not a PhD, but it's not an MD. Is it an MD? I don't know. I'm... I'm I'm not a pharmacist. What is a pharmaceutical doctorate? <laughs> Doctor of pharmacy. New thing. PharmD. That's what it is. Not PhD. PharmD. PharmD. I have a, I have a pharmacist friend. I can confirm <clears throat> that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. John put this together. So, so John's a PharmD. He's a PharmD. I'm just the master of science. So, John. I don't know. I mean, we can play that out later. I mean, no, John's way smarter than me. John's, John's super He's smart. absolutely way smarter than me. He makes every fantasy so, move two uh, days before I want to. That is, dude, don't even give me... He's got an orb from a it, wizard or something. It's something. Uh, so, John just put out some power rankings on the ADL blog. If you guys haven't read them, go back and group me. Make sure you read them. Um, it's, they're actually really good. They're, I, I, I wanted 
to roast the absolute crap out of them. <laughs> and I think they're so good that I really can't. I mean, I'm kind of pissed that I'm number four. Definitely thought I would have been like at least number two. Yeah. I mean, Joey's number two. Three. Yeah. So we can bump yeah, him down get, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but so let me read off the rankings real quick. And then I'm going to ask you. I basically said I think they're pretty accurate. Yeah. And then we'll think about where you think you th- where you think you sit. Yeah. Uh, so we got in order: number one, Britain; number two, Joe; number three, Cheek; number four, me, Matt; number five, we've got John himself. Pretty humble. I like that. Uh, number six, <laughs> the flu draft Griffin. Putting Griffin in <clears throat> number six. Love it. We'll get into that. Uh, number seven, Team Vincent. That's Corey. Number eight, Jason. Number nine, Sarah. Number ten, Ty. Number eleven, Chris. Lee Shocking. Gosh. Number twelve. <laughs> Stephanie, now John does say that he did these power rankings basically based off what would your best team have been last According year. Fantasy pros this year. That's so right. That's right. Based on 2018 rankings, season. From fantasy pros, the value that they have going forward. I don't know. Some type of voodoo magic you put together. Yeah, I mean, the, the other way to say it is basically like there's no rookie picks in here. So, like, yes. since Jason yeah. has three rookie picks or something like that, like, he is lower than. Maybe he thinks he should be because yeah. maybe he thinks his rookie picks will produce for him this year. Yeah. that So there's no rookie pick involvement happening because this would be like 2019 power rankings. Mm-hmm. So how, do, do you feel like there's any team wildly misplaced in these rankings? Uh, man, I don't know if there's any teams wildly misplaced, um, but there are some that surprise me. Um, I, I'm still shocked that Chris won – I mean, most shocked that Griffin went from finishing number two last year uh, to this year being ranked number six. That's a big move. That's that one shocks move. me. Like, his team's pretty bad, but... <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just I mean as it, much as I hate Griffin's team. I mean, his team's not bad. It's a good team. It just surprises me that, like, he dropped that many positions. I, I honestly, I, I said it last year. This Last year I was saying next year's my year to win. This year's my year to win. I should be number one. I'll accept three so that I can upset Joey and Britain. I'm okay go. with that. Uh, John doesn't surprise me. His team's really well-rounded. Jason's doesn't surprise me too much. Um, but, yeah, Chris and Steph at the bottom, again, does surprise me because I think their rookie picks will be relevant. Um, I think that'll change a little bit. Like, I know John didn't factor that in. Um, but he also, uh, like, I mean, looking at their teams, I think Fantasy Pros is great. I think the rankings are great, but I don't buy on them 100%. Like, some of the guys, they rank, like, John didn't use Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman for Chris's team. But Chris is only going to play one of them, and one of them will be the clear lead. So, it depends on how Fantasy Pros use Philip Lindsay. Yeah, right, so, right, right. that's such a factor in that. But Yeah, I think the funny thing for me about these rankings is... I actually think they're, if I just like think about the teams, they're pretty accurate. Mm. And I always said that like Joe got screwed last year, and maybe I just didn't realize how horrendously like owned he got. Oh my God. And if I look at his team going forward, though, this is where maybe the methodology falls apart a little bit. Because if I look at his team going forward, I got Russell Wilson. Nothing to write home about. Yeah. Todd Gurley. We just talked about how that's kind of scary. Uh, Jeff Wilson. No. Nope. Not happening. <laughs> Uh, Mike Evans looking pretty good. Yeah, 
Tampa Bay has shipped out pretty much everyone. Uh, Stephon Diggs, looking good if they go back to passing. Tyler Boyd, looks like he's going to be great coming up this year. Yep. Uh, Kyle Rudolph will be a tight end. Uh, Sterling Shepard should have an increased role now that we've lost OBJ. Zay yep. Jones, pretty much useless. And then if you look through like the back half of his lineup... There's really no one to write home about except for my boy, Ronald Jones. J.H.I.? J.H.I. If he comes Colts. back, he could could go somewhere. Maybe if Tyler Eifert gets his glass bones healed. But when I think of that roster, that seems a little bit misplaced to me. Yeah. I think I know that Joe got screwed last year. Like, he literally played the worst matchups at the worst time. Yeah. And I think we, <clears throat> we showed a lot of that data last year. But I don't know if I would project him to do as well as John is this year. But I don't think it's like a gross misplacement. I think it's mostly due to Gurley, though. Like right. Gurley, Gurley Fantasy Pros is like he's projected to be a, the top scorer. Well, yeah, I mean, right and, and like that's what you have to do if you're only going to use past data. Yeah. But if you're going to take into account knee arthritis or whatever the hell that is, yeah, then like you're screwed. Uh, so yeah, like that. That's the only one that I think would change a lot. I'm I'm surprised. The thing that I'm surprised about is that you're not above Joe. I don't know mm. if I'd put you above Britain because obviously Britain's, Britain's team is good. He sold his soul for Julio Jones. Uh, but I, I think I would put you above Joe. I would put me and Joe kind of right there, and then everyone else below us is just useless. <laughs> no one cares. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm being facetious and truthful, oh but also gosh. facetious. Uh so, yeah, I think, John, I want to thank you for putting these together. Yes, I actually think they're a really fun insight on the league. It, it, was a, it was a thing that forced me to go look at everyone's teams and, like, mm-hmm. compare around, which I hadn't done in a while, which was really fun to, like, do in light of all the recent news. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah think, it's I don't really think cool. Any- I know Jason talked about doing one as well. Love that. Like, this is oh, not. I would love for multiple power yeah, rankings to come out. Get them all out. Like, Jason, go ahead. Put yourself at number one, you know? Lie to yourself yeah. that all your rookie picks are going to get you the win. I'm, yeah, I'm just kidding. You'll but totally start your rookie picks this year, dude. You'll do it. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, put it in. No, but seriously, I, I thought this was really cool. It's a really great way. Uh, one other thing I did want to say before we sign off here. We created a Twitter account. Oh, yeah, baby. Yes, we are officially a real podcast of two guys in a basement. That's right. Drinking beer. Sometimes smoking. Uh, So the podcast... I have no idea what you're talking about. The podcast Twitter account is FF Hot Takes. Now, you can't be confused by Dynasty Hot Takes. Yes, not Dynasty Hot Takes. Because that guy is a heaping trash garbage. They are garbage. They're so bad. He's got a lot of followers, but he's terrible. Yes, they're so bad. I will post uh, on the. I'll put. I'll put it on the group me. I'll mm-hmm. put it on the group me. If you're looking for us again, though, it's FF Hot Takes all one. No, whatever's in between them. Straightforward. But really excited about that. And we've actually had some people. Follow- Jay Grizz is following. Hey us. baby. Hey. I'll hey. When you up. get when you got a cardboard bear following you, that's when you know you've made it. That's better than a real bear. That. You know like what? Chasing you, like a real bear chasing you. Oh, that's for sure happening. But I mean, <laughs> if a, if a real bear followed me on Twitter, I don't think I care. But a cardboard bear—that's saying something. I mean, that dude had to like animate himself and get all ready to go. Next level. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is our podcast for I guess covering March. whenever we did. Well, no, it's more like February because we kind of do it like the first week. Eh, I guess. That's except true. last week, I had to like destroy myself for work. So I guess it's more like the February, the f- early March. March. It's the Febmar. I mean, it's like it's it's not even halfway through March, so I feel like we can't round up and call it March. It's Feb. The Febm. 
Febum. That's like the beginning of March. Yeah, we need like a, we need a better name for that. Yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> but so <laughs> we will hope to be back the first week of April with yes. another monthly off-season podcast, kind of wrap up what happened in the league. Hopefully, wrap up the rest of free agency. Oh, wrap up. Uh, There's so much. You know what? We should probably do one before the draft and then right after the draft. Yeah, NFL Ooh. draft will be April 26th. We should live stream the draft. Just saying. Oh, my uh, gosh. We should not do that. <laughs> that. That's three days long. I can't do that. First round. First <laughs> 10, at least. Okay, something like that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Super excited. Love being in this year-long fantasy league. <laughs> I think the only thing I needed more to love just small-time gambling was to do it with all my friends year-round. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what I needed in my life. So thank you very much for giving yes. me that. I uh, hope you guys had as much fun as we did recording this. We will be back next month. Uh, go check out the Twitter. Make sure you give that a follow. Yeah, check out uh, the blog. Check out the blog. Make sure you see John's post. Make sure you retweet some stuff. Get some follows going on. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in April. Yeah, see you guys in April. All right, thanks. See you. Woo!